Thank you for tuning in to Double Hours of Grace, where we believe that we are called to change lives, one person at a time, starting with you. We hope that today's episode will encourage you, build you up, and change your perspective on something called life. Tune in and enjoy. New fad, everybody rocking dad shoes. Bad news, it's the first in the tax dude. I just had enough of these mumble rappers and fake trappers. Ain't say you move a damn thing like a statue. Get out my way, get out my way, get out my way. Now. Thank you for tuning in to Dumb Hours no Grace. This is Ronnie, the host of uh, this podcast. And I'm excited. I'm really excited for the guest that's here with us today. Her name is Susan. She's a woman of God. This woman is on fire. Many few of us who are listening may even know her and know that this is a strong, strong woman here. We're excited. And, you know, in fact, before I start talking too, too much and going off on this, all these amazing things this woman do, does, um, Susan, you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, how about you give yourself a quick introduction to the audience? Hi, I'm Susan. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, Bushwick. I lived in Brooklyn, Bushwick for about 36 years of my life. Mm. Um, I grew up in a single parent home. I never had a dad. I mean, at least being raised, I never knew I even had a dad. So I was about the age of 13. Um, I actually have, I'm a mother of four children, four beautiful children, two boys and two girls. Um, they actually, uh, almost adult, well, two are adults. Um, one is 22, the other one is 18. 15 and 11, and I'm a, a grandmother of a beautiful grandson named Noah, who I'm currently raising since he was four months. And wow. um, I'm a Hispanic, Latina. Um, <laughs> I was actually, where, where, <laughs> yeah. You, you say Hispanic, Latina. Now, where, where, let's be specific. Where are you from? Well, I'm from New, you know, born and raised in Brooklyn, but my parents, their culture is from Puerto Rico. My mother's from Bayamón, uh-huh. and my my um, dad uh, is from um, Cabo Rojo. So I have Shout out to all the Puerto Ricans. Yes, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. And, you know, from Brooklyn, now currently living in Staten Island. Um, yes. How long have you been in Staten Island? And how was that transition happen? Okay, so I've been in Staten Island, and July of 2020 will make five years. So I've been in Staten wow. Island about four years now. Wow, wow, okay. So you've been here for four years from Brooklyn. What brought you to Staten Island? Well, basically, to be honest, I've been moving for like the last six years. So to be honest, I I kind of moved because my daughter was a victim of sexual abuse um, oh, when she was wow. uh, 14 years old. And um, basically, she was uh, scared of, of of the person that did it to her. Um, she was not raped, but it was like a lot of things that were going on. So I had to like defend her, like hide her. And so I had to leave Brooklyn and move to Queens. From Queens, I moved to the Bronx. And the Bronx was pretty rough up there. Um, there was a lot of gangs on 204 and Norwood. There was a lot of things going on that I didn't feel. I stood there for about two and a half years. From there, I kept praying about it. I kept asking God to move me from there um, because I know it wasn't something that I wanted to do. And I kept praying for a house. Um, and I kept praying and, and just asking God to like get me out of that place because it was pretty rough. It was a pretty rough. The yeah, Bronx is pretty imagine. rough. Um, yeah, and I've never was raised, you know, I w- I'm not from the Bronx, I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, you would think I'm, I'm used to that, but um, I, ki- I kind of wasn't, I felt, um, you know, kind of alone up there, um, even though God was with me, I didn't have no friends, family, and it was just like a real strange place to be, and so that's what um, I, mo- I found uh, this house in, you know, Craigslist, and that's what brought me to Staten Island, the Lord brought me to Staten Island through prayer. Wow. Wow. And, and, you know, I already know your testimony and a lot of the audience songs, but before we even get to the testimony in itself, um, I also know that you, you're, 
for my understanding, you're developing a business at the moment, and you also hold a social media ministry that has been reaching the lives of many. I mean, I've I've heard testimonies. I've heard we've had a yes. guy actually for those who are listening who came to our church with his daughter. Yes. Um, it's the guy was homeless. His daughter, you know, was attacked by a pit bull, and yes. such a beautiful family, man. I, yes, you know, I missed my church, but um, just seeing how like he shared how. Susan's message got to him and was, you know, something that transformed his life as well. And if yes. you want to tell us a little bit about both things that you got going, that'd be great. Yes. Uh, so actually, um, I'm currently working from home. Um, I actually work for a number two health plan, which is also God has blessed me with to be working from home and homeschooling uh-huh. my beautiful children. And I'm actually um, running the business, which is Bella Luca um, Health and Wellness. Uh, that's my field. Um, being the fact, uh, you know, I was chronically sick and I just for three years and it was bad. And then I brought myself while well, God has led me. Let me not, never, never say me. Um, God has led me into what truth is and how the body can heal. And wow. so um, I started using Melaleuca's vitamin C. Um, and I started, I followed Dr. Pauline Lennis, who was cruel polio in 1947. And so I just seen like, you know, the cleaning products that we use, like, um, Clorox and detergent and all these things um, get in your bloodstream and then the kids inhale that. And so all these chemicals, these toxic chemicals can develop cancer. And so I just converted my home. Um, I just converted my home two years ago. It's going to be two years in February of 2020. I just um, made a health decision. And um, just four weeks ago, um, I just decided that this is something that I want to do um, because I tried the peak performance and it's gave me a phenomenal energy. I well, mean, Susan, uh-huh. I'm so sorry to cut you off, but it's just so it just really catches my attention every time you say. It. So you transition from what people would look at as normal med- med- medicine, yes, normal practices to uh, more of a natural. Practice. Yes, because biblically, um, I was reading uh, in Ezekiel, God says the herbs of the world are the healing of the nation, and I was you know reading some scriptures and I read that and it just spoke huh, to me so powerful. so you know like I said like sometimes. You know, you know, if it's bacterial like meningitis, which can kill you, of course, you need to seek medical attention. There are situations that you have to seek medical attention, like when it comes to um, gunshot wounds or, you know, heart attacks, those things. But when it comes to a chronic illness, um, like what I have, rheumatoid arthritis, um, which they thought I was a a, a hypochondriac. They told me for three years that there was nothing wrong with me. And I just kept declining vertical. The world was spinning. Mind you, I do no drugs. I don't do any type. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink. So this was something that I couldn't grab, you know, put my head Mm -hmm. around. And why was I chronically sick? And so God revealed to me that the body can heal if you give it what it needs. And so I, I followed faith and I followed God over, you know, the the men in the white coats. I love them. I'm not anti-doctor or anti-nurse, but I do believe that sometimes we over um, mass poisoning with toxic medication and our environment when it, you know, when it becomes toxic in our homes. And so that's why I started running the business where, you know, improving lives, people's health, um, what they, you know, their environment, what they're breathing in and all these things doing now. I'm definitely, um, wow. That's, that's, that's so powerful. Um, wait, I think we're losing you there a little bit. Um, can you hear me? Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's just the signal went out a little bit, but you know, it's it's no, crazy to say that. You can hear me? Um, yes, I can hear you. Know, my mom, she's uh she's diabetic. She had you okay. know she faced her sicknesses as well. And um, I remember one period, at one point in life, um, she was in the hospital, 
And some of the medications they gave her actually made her worse and, and blew my mind. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right, because um, I don't want to, like, say who, because I don't never give no one's medical um records over. Uh, it's a violation of HIPAA. That's number one. And for two, if anyone ever comes to me in confidence, I would never disclose. I only disclose my medical information. But I actually um, healed a, a person I know. Wow. Um, well, showed them how to heal from diabetes type 2. They had diabetes for about eight years. And um, the FDA would say, you know, there's, there's things that they would say that is not good for you. And, well, it would actually be good. Um, God has just revealed um, how dark and how, you know, you can't serve God in money. So sometimes, believe it or not, it's, it's sad to mm-hmm. see in our society that most, some people just serve money. Um, wow. They're just looking to profit off people's sickness and continue to keep them trapped. Um, and so that's, it's, you know, I'm glad that God revealed, um, that people can heal. And so I've been helping people get better and improving lives. So that makes me feel great. Um, doing that, you know, I give people free information and show them what they need to know about, you know, the body. So in other words, I need to stop playing the the amazing system that God was Yes, 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 especially um, being a mother of four, believe it or not. And then, you know, to be honest with you and very transparent, um, I wasn't expecting to raise another kid at the age of 42. I'm young, but this is why I have my kids early. So to have Noah, which would be baby number five and be a two-year-old and, um, you know, have him running around and doing things and, you know, working from home. It, it was a little overwhelming to be quite honest with you um, at this age. And so I needed something to sustain me um, with energy because I believe I had adrenal fatigue. Um, so that are called adrenals. And when they burn out, um, you actually feel fatigued and tired. And so peak performance actually wow. put me on top. Um, it actually has me running like I'm working 12 hour shifts from home from eight to 12 and running a business on my phone at the same time. Um, believe it or not, between calls and Monday, I start homeschooling my kids. So I'm the jack of all trades. I couldn't have done it without the. Yeah, it, it's insane because um, <laughs> for many of you who don't know Susan, she uh, she serves at her church as well as part of the roadie team. And if you don't know what the roadie team is, they essentially what they do is they wear a portable church. So they set up the entire church from pipes and drapes. Uh, to to you know speakers and yes. all the heavy lifting they do it and I kid you not she's like two men in one <laughs> like like she's so strong <laughs> and, and I love that and, you know and to see how you could hear in her voice how she speaks here how fierce she is and you know the knowledge that she has it's amazing yeah. but um so now you got into this field um this field right here with the with the health and wellness stuff correct and you know it's been something that's yes. been a, a blessing because you've seen the 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 you know the good, yes the fruits of it, if I say, but then you also yes. do um, a ministry on Facebook, if I'm correct, where you have reached, yes. you want to tell us a little bit more about that too? Okay. So the, when I first, when I first got saved, I've been saved for 36, um, I, I've been, I've been saved for six years, but for 30, um, my story is ever since I was 13, I, I had an encounter with God. And so I got an encounter. The Holy Spirit touched me. It was the first time being raised as a Catholic all my life till about 13. Um, I remember me going out 
with a friend and my uncle coming from Coney Island and smacking me wow. in my face, which is the rod of correction. And um, from there, he took me to live with him. And so that day when I went to a Christian church, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Um, and it was amazing because I've never felt nothing like this in my entire life. And I just basically um, was crying uncontrollably from there on. I know God was real, though. Back then, all my life, I thought that I had to come to God when I was clean and when I was ready and when, you know, it was just like that. So all my life, I kind of like not ran from God. I always believed, but I wasn't coming to repentance. And so um, six years ago, when I came to Christ, um, after my daughter being a victim of sexual abuse and stuff, um, the Lord kept calling my name. And so I surrendered my life to him. you know, you know, dirty and all with the, my sneakers dirty and with all my sins, I just came in like I was. And, um, you know, once he saved me and I got baptized, um, it was a transformation. It was a, such a renewal, so it was such a joy that I felt in my house. Yeah. Um, it was so, it was so amazing. And God kept telling me, tell him what I did for you. And, and, and it was really hard for me to get on a platform where I had a video camera. First of all, I was very, I was very shy in college. I didn't even want to get on um, in front of a classroom to talk about anything, um, even though I did very well in public speaking, but it still was very nerve-wracking to me. I would pray about this live before I went on, and I just got on live, and I just used to tell them, you know, what God wow. has done for me. And through through what God did to me through all those years, um, I started, I didn't even know that God was blessing me with a ministry. I didn't know that I would touch lives. I mean, I could really honestly, with no exaggeration, I've touched hundreds of lives globally. Like I've reached people in Africa, Texas, um, California, um, you name it, Florida, New York, of course. Um, cause I, I was raised in New York, so I know I'm connected with a lot of people, but there's, um, it was an outlet to reach others. Um, in, you know, in other states. Um, so social media has definitely been my outlet to reach for the, you know, the, the ones that are lost wow. and in desperation and have anxiety and panic and who are sick and have lost hope and faith. And so that's how um, I came to, that's a, you know, having a ministry on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, and it's so powerful to see the fruits of it. I mean, again, I see people commenting. I've seen people personally tell me how powerful it is and how much you know they look forward to it and i think it's great because it's like you know we need more of that on social media we need more of that you know yes (laughs) um positive stuff out there so people could just come to christ and you know turn their lives around and it it takes both people like yourself to do that and that's actually i have a question which just rings in my head right now um okay you know building that boldness to do that like you said you had to pray about it It must have been difficult um how was those like those first couple of them how were they tell tell us a little history on that uh it was um it was nerve-wracking it was um but i would you know because god doesn't give us a spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind and so prayer prayer was what brought me through a lot of of my storm and a lot of the adversity, worship music, um, I would always pray to God and tell God, listen, this is for your glory. This is not for me or for fame or for anything other than 
telling people and helping the lost, you know, setting the captives free and telling them that you are who you say you are. And the same love you have for me is the same love you have for them. And so the first few, I was getting messages and I was like, wow. I mean, I didn't know that I could touch one person can touch hundreds of lives just by sharing the gospel, just by saying who is Christ and what he's done for my life. And, you know, all those things like touched me. There were times I cried. Um, I had to pray for people over the phone midnight. I had to wow. pray for marriages. I had to pray for cancer, kids that were dying in the hospital. I've even prayed for this um guy that I won't mention, but you know, his name because I don't know if the mother would um allow me. So I'm just gonna use um this guy, this this good friend of mine, her son fell off a a, a U-Haul truck, oh, and wow. he was brain dead. Um, they said that he would not live, and she had the same faith that I had. And she told the doctor, "You touched my son. There will I will, you know, literally beat all you guys up in the hospital." Which you can't blame him. He was oh, only my. 22 years old. Wow. Um, 22 years old. They told her there was no chance of, of of recovery, no chance of him living. And it took her 30 days and I was praying with her in agreement and believing on the Lord that the Lord, if he lived Lazarus from the dead, there's nothing too powerful, nothing too big for him. And so, believe it or not, he woke up on July 4th. Um, they don't even understand. They they say he wouldn't walk and he wouldn't talk. He does everything that they say he wouldn't do. And so all these things I've seen through the power of prayer. Yeah, that's, amazing. Wow, that's... that's... <laughs> You have me shook yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He woke up. What the doctor said, well, he would never, in a month um, in, in, you know, a vegetable in a coma, um, he is walking now. He is, you know, he's he has his little adversity, but he's walking and he's eating and he's not a vegetable. That's, and so, you yeah. know, this is who God is. Um, you know, this is how amazing so God is. He's indescribable. Yes, that's so, it is. It's so Amen. powerful. And I, and I love that. Again, like every time I hear you speak, I just feel more convicted. I'm like, I need to go out there and just like start laying hands on people. <laughs> yes. Like we're supposed to do in the first place. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All the time I'm with you. I'm putting laying hands on anybody you want to lay hands on. Definitely. Amen. That's so powerful. So, you know, are you, are you ever planning on like, you know, starting a podcast? I know we spoke about it uh, briefly. But um, I, yes. I can imagine like you just I, like preaching through through podcasts as an outlet and just reaching people through that as well. Yeah. Yes, I definitely want to do a podcast. Um, my husband has been my my number one supporter. Um, he, you know, he loves what I do. He encourages me. He's not. Um, he has his own little. Um, you know his what he likes to do um but me which is he inspired which he's is inspired. i'm so sorry yes. i'm so sorry to interrupt which i gotta mention he's gonna be on the show as well and you guys gotta look forward to this because oh. he has a powerful story but um yes he does back to what you were saying so yeah so i definitely want to do that um i definitely want to reach um even on youtube i definitely want to um you know touch other people because facebook is just one outlet, I believe that God wants me to continue reaching um, the masses. Wow. What's funny is, and, and this is off topic, but, you know, ever since I was young and even my enemies, um, <laughs> when I had enemies, they were like, 
Nobody wants to hear your sermons. Mind you, I was never saved. Oh my gosh. And so it goes to show you that I was always a preacher's child, even before I became saved. So, um, you know, I don't want to be a pastor. That That's not my calling. Um, but I believe in being an evangelist and preaching. Um, preaching is my thing. I do love to preach the gospel. I have sermons. Um, you can never run out of with a conversation with me. Just, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I always got <laughs> yeah, and I about. love that. You know, it, it's amazing. Yeah. And you, you guys will definitely, Ugh. those who are listening there, will definitely see the, you know, see how true that is. Once you, um, she when she gets out her social media and you check her stuff out, you'll see like she's she always has something to say, and it's not just it's not just anything. It's always powerful. Like every time she speaks, I'm like, oh, Susan added again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's a fire. It's a fire. It's like I'm ignited by the Lord. Like it's a fire of, you know, not being lukewarm and, and just always having that love yeah. and fire for Christ um, and not ever forgetting, um, you know, the times we're in and, and what, you know, the, the signs of the times we're in. And so this is the time to keep telling people and, and warning them, you know, not to force or in, in love. Um, you know, I'm a little, because I was raised with, um, I hanged around with a lot of yeah. men. Since a little girl, um, I have a kind of strong demeanor, and I don't mean to be that way, but um, that's just who that's I am. Amazing. Um, you know, I'm just bold, and I just, you know, that's just, uh, you know, how I've always been since young. I've always been yeah, um, yeah, outspoken, yeah. Um, not afraid to speak and share what I feel, and even on social media where there's adversity, or not even I could say adversity, I would say different um, yeah. walks in life, you know, and you may have, you know, people who oppose what you say, but I'm not afraid to, you know, speak in love and let them understand. That's what so my powerful. And I love that. And, you know, like we, we know that all these, all these things that's good that we have going and that you have going actually in this case, um, you know, they all have a story behind it. And, you know, like, right. That's, that's what the podcast see the the behind the scenes the stuff that people you know don't see or you know they see a powerful woman but they don't know the scars that were made from beforehand so right. like what i'm trying to say here is like you know can you share something with the, you know an experience with the listeners of you know things you have encountered yes. you know whether it be depression anxiety you know yes of course yes um well when i was when i was a little girl um um i was basically you know, like I stated in earlier in the pod, um, I was actually raised in a single parent home and um, my only mentor and my only guidance was my male brother. Yeah. And so my my only brother, um, he's my only brother to this day. Um, I have two sisters from my dad's side and I have um, my little sister, Cindy, and then I have my brother. And so being raised with my brother... Um, it was a lot of great memories that I can share with him, you know, about him. Um, he's not dead or anything, but he was institutionalized um, around when I was 13. He was uh, about 16 and he started seeing things. And when I say seeing things, he started having illusions of things that were not there. And so being as a little girl, 6, 7, 10, 11, all my life looking up to him, I felt like even though he was three wow. years old, older than me, I felt like he was my dad. He was my protector. He was my mentor. He was somebody who covered me from anything in the street, anything that wasn't right. And so 
when these things began to happen to him at, you know, when I was 13, he was 16, um, I didn't understand. I started feeling sad. I started, you know, crying. Um, growing up in the Catholic church, I didn't have a relationship with God. Um, I just was taught, um, you know, religion, and I wasn't taught how to pray and, and taught how to have faith. And so it was very hard in this moment when I remember that when my mother started taking him, um, to see a psychiatrist at that age and um, taking him to a Warhol hospital. And this was back in Brooklyn. This is actually in the Williamsburg section. Um, and so, you know, I was like, you know, a few months continue to go on and he continued to get worse and continue to scream and cry. And he continued to tell me, well, look at this person right here. And it was so heartbreaking wow. because I didn't see what he was seeing. Um, I didn't see those things. And I used to be like, well, you know, Mikey, I don't know what you're talking about. And so when one day um, this happened to me, um, he didn't go to his appointment. Yeah. Um, my mother didn't take him to his appointment. And so the it was like the warming squad. Like you ever seen someone, um, you look at it on movies um, that they come and they to both sides of the streets about 20 cop cars. And I'm not even exaggerating when they came to get my brother because his, his psychiatrist called and said he wouldn't show up. So to them, because he was a schizophrenia, they thought he was a danger and a menace to society. Well, now me growing up with my brother, I look at my brother harmless. Um, yeah. I didn't look at him as a threat and he's never been a threat to this very day. Um, I'm 42 years old and my brother is one of the most loving men and that you can find uncle, brother, son. And so for the cops to come in with turtles, they had um like um riot gear on and they had all these guns and they were um my brother went upstairs. Um we lived on the third floor at that time. So there was between the between my mother's apartment and the roof, um, there was like an attic. So he was hiding there. And so at this time when they took my brother that day, um I was I was lost. Yeah. I was actually depressed. I lost hope in life. Um, I didn't want to be part of this life anymore because now I saw my brother under medication. He wasn't who he was. I seen him um, very like almost like when a person does um, heroin and they're like nodding. And this is how I see my brother. And it hurted me. And so... Um, I would say a few months, I would say eight months down the line, I, I attempted suicide. I wow. actually took a rope and I tied it around my neck. And I remember in my mom's house at the time, she had a, um, in the room, in, in the back room, she had a, a nail that was sticking out that she used to hang clothes on. And it was a very big, sturdy nail. Um, it was very big. And so I, I, I tied, um, the, where you, back then, you know, the clothes used to go outside. So I tied it around my neck and I kicked the crate and I kicked it. And I only remember me turning red or whatever and losing oxygen. My little sister, Cindy, was about seven years old at the time because we're like a five year yeah. difference or eight. And she started screaming. Um, I At this time, I didn't even know what was going on. But, you know, my mother ran and got a knife and cut me off and so cut me off the rope praise god um that i'm still here today so i i definitely know that there's that time i was depressed more than 
anyone could ever understand. Like it wasn't something that I can talk about. There's not something that I can put into words of my feelings of my heart. I was devastated. I was heartbroken. I felt alone. I felt in, in darkness. I felt like my life was not worth wow. living no more. Like, because you know, the person that mentored me, the person that loved me, the person that guided me, who is going to guide me now? And, you know, where, you know, why is my brother, you know, suffering like this? And so I didn't have those answers back then. And I'm, I'm grateful that my sister did find me because I don't feel like that anymore. That's that's crazy because, you know, you said something. You're like, you know, um, oh, my gosh, not word for word, but you're pretty much saying, thank God that didn't ha nothing happened. Uh, yes. And it's crazy because yes. I'm like, I'm like, imagine if Susan wasn't here. She would have, if nobody yes. was there to save her. How many people... Yes. You know, um, w their lives wouldn't have been touched because you wouldn't, right. you wouldn't have been here. And it, it's crazy because, like, when right. anyone I try to attempt my, at my life and I see the fruits of it now, I'm like, God, I was, thank God I didn't die that day either because, man, right. you know, a lot of people, it would have been a lot of missed opportunities for people. <laughs> so, right, yeah, right. that's powerful, man. So, you know, you you going through that and, and encountering all this stuff and all that and, how was your journey like afterwards, like, you know, after that moment there? Well, after that, my mother had got me help. Um, my mother definitely took me into um, where my brother was being treated at um, the hospital. And um, the doctor said that I, I was uh, I was uh, just a depressed girl, that he didn't see anything um, psychologically wrong with me. Just the fact that, you know, that I was just heartbroken and, and depressed. Yeah. And um, from there, I met my best friend. Um, Moses, um, rest in peace, who was murdered in Brooklyn, but he helped me through get through it. So he, you know, at this time, Moses was going through something. His mother was addicted to drugs and um, his mother had left him abandoned. So there was a bunch of teenage boys um, in this house and I, that became my safe haven. Um, believe it or not, all these guys showed me so much love and um, it got me through. Um, believe it or not, love makes the world go around. Sometimes when you link up with someone who's going through the same adversity and the same hurt and the same pain that you going through, um, sometimes it doesn't have to be a relationship that sparks up, a friendship sparks up, a brotherly love. And so he helped me. Um, I believe that the Lord, I, I always say I'm a profound believer that the Lord placed him in my life because he knew that he would carry me Wow, through. that's so powerful. Um, yeah. That's so powerful, and, you know, to yes. see the growth from it and see where you at now is just—it's just—it's a beautiful testimony. And of course, there's more guys. As you listen to this, there's definitely more to the story. There's a lot more yes. <laughs> to the bones. Yes. But um, you know, <laughs> we're gonna get to her social media soon, so you guys can follow her and hear more of her testimonies because she's very transparent. I mean, she has a she has a forgiveness story, which is not my place to share. But one day. If you guys check her content out, I believe you shared something in regards to that. And mm -hmm. <laughs> man, it checked my heart. It just like I, I just wanted to forgive the whole entire world. <laughs> you know, like yes. it was just yes. powerful. And you know, Susan, um, before we start concluding um, the podcast for today, and we gotta say thank you again for being on here. Um, yes, you're welcome. Anytime. Yeah, you know, for any listener that's on here that might be dealing with, you know, depression, suicidal thoughts, or or just want to, you know, hear a testimony, what lesson do you have or, you know, something, what can you share with them that would be encouraging? 
Well, well, I would say, I know it's easier said than done. And I know that there's no words that can put into your, your dark place of being because I can relate. I was there. And let me tell you something. The, when the Lord says that he has a purpose and a plan, he does. And he means in his promises, if you seek his face and if you seek the Lord and ask him what your purpose is in life, he will reveal it to wow. you. He will answer in <laughs> faith. On. He will bring you, he will bring you to the light. He will bring you into from glory to glory. You will go from victim to victor. You will go from a man. You will have a, you be, you may be a mess today, but you will have Come a message on. tomorrow. Your test will be a testimony for others. Believe me, you may be the next person that will be a world changer. Declare it, you know, claim it over your life because it can happen. I am a, I'm a living testimony to everything that God promised me wow. in life. And so I'm so grateful that, you know, guys, if if you reach out, never think you guys are alone. Um, I was there. If anyone could know what pain feels like, I know. Um, from losing my brother to, you know, schizophrenia, um, you know, him being in the institution from, from losing people that were shot and all this and living in a single parent home, all that can be used for God's glory. He can use you. Um, so so if you ever feel, you know, in need, reach out to Ronnie and myself. Um, we're here for you. Um, Jesus loves you. We're here for prayer, whatever you may need. Never feel alone. There are people who care. That's so powerful. Wow. I'm telling you, you always got me, get me convicted. <laughs> That's so powerful. And, you know, guys, if you listen, again, this is something not to take lightly. This is something to really, like, you know, really run with because you're not alone. You're loved. God loves you. And um, there's so much more to life. Like, can you, you know, you heard... Susan's testimony, you hear what she's doing, how many people she's helped. Imagine if she would have, the rope thing would have gone through. She wouldn't have been able to do that. So if you're listening, right. you're encountering something. You know, a friend told me one time, you don't go through those stuff for, for your experience. You go through it for somebody else. And Amen. yeah, and essentially what he said is that you're going through a struggle so you can help somebody through the stuff. And I truly, truly yeah. believe that. So if you're listening to this, I want to encourage you. If you're loved, reach out, speak to someone. Life is worth living. Um, yeah. So, so just one more thing before we close out. Um, where can people find you? How can they search you up and, and check your stuff out? Okay. So you can definitely find me at um, on Facebook on uh, Susan Camacho. I put the podcast Susan Sanchez, but that was just I, I you know, I, I just totally forgot I got married three years ago. I mean, three months ago. Congrats! <laughs> three Bye -bye. months ago. Yes. Thank you. So you can follow me on um, Facebook at Susan Camacho. Um, just type in S-U-S-A-N and Camacho, just like the boxer, C-A-M-A-C-H-O. Um, you will see my default. It says, um, I do not consent, but that's a whole nother um, um, podcast. <laughs> so, um, and then you would see um, Married to Luciano Camacho, which is my lovely husband. And so then you know that you're following the right person, Luciano Camacho and Susan Camacho. Um, and so my page is public as well. And so you can definitely um, also follow me on Instagram at Sue, S-U-E, underscore um, G1. And, and G1 stands for God first. Mm. So you definitely can follow me on Instagram as well. That's awesome. We definitely, yeah. um, you guys are answered prayers too. You know, I pray for you guys like like about two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. I was like, Lord, when I was sick, bring the church to me. <laughs> bring it, bring it, bring it, Shout bring it. Shout out to Cool House. And I just kept on. Shout out to Christ's <laughs> senses. Yeah. So, and so I got <laughs> so I kept praying and look, 
I was saturated. My house is saturated. So tell me, tell me how God ain't good. And he don't answer That's so prayer. funny. Look at you now. Look prayer. at you now in such a different place. This is amazing. And guys, again, just, you know, yes. search Amen. her up, look her up. And, you know, when we, right now as we conclude, again, just one more time, reach out to somebody, speak to someone. So this is Ronnie. I'm coach yes. of the Virus of Grace. We're excited to have you guys. Uh, one more thing, actually, too. Check us out on our website, www.doublehoursofgrace.com. You can find us on Instagram. Um, you can share our content. You know, you never know who's listening. This message can reach anyone. We are more than conquerors. We believe that yes. everybody that's on here has conquered something, and we're here to share that testimony. And uh, one more thing, we also have a yes. new single drop, uh, Beauty at the Ashes. Check it out. It's an awesome song, and we have more to come. Guys, again, awesome. take care, and God bless. Fun fact.